Hello everyone, welcome to the Jumping Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Howdy. It's warm. It is. It's more than warm. Welcome to Scorchio Sheffield. <laughs> oh, it's awful. I can't believe how boiling it is. Like when you go to Spain or Portugal or anywhere, you expect it and you can deal with it, but... I think heat in England is different. Yeah, it's 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 just the it's the humidity. It's like when you're over in like Spain or that, like you don't feel the heat as much. Oh, I do. Even though it's like hotter. Well, the last is humid. That's why I stay away from all the uh, abroad. <laughs> stay here. <laughs> I like the rain. <laughs> the rain, the wind, and the cold. That's why. That's why I live here. That's what you built uh, for, Mark. That's yeah, exactly. it. Right. Should we move into the news? Yes. So I want to kick us off. Give me news. Go on then. I'll kick us off. So um, the new Switch was announced, um, but it wasn't the Switch Pro. It was the um, Nintendo Switch OLED. A thing. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Oh, it's it's the Nintendo Switch in brackets OLED model. Okay, fair enough. I mean, sorry, brackets. Yeah. Brackets important, right? Um, yeah, so they announced it and it's out for pre-order now. Um, and your pre-order will be delivered to you on the 8th of October, so not too far away. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, it's not the Switch that I wanted. <laughs> well, let's be honest, it's pointless. Uh, I wouldn't say it's totally pointless. It's I mean, there's pointless. a few no, in there that I'll, that I'll go over. So... You're going from a 6.2-inch screen to a 7-inch OLED screen, so things will look quite a bit nicer. Mm. Um, you're going from a 32GB onboard storage to 64GB. Um, the new dock, which I must say looks absolutely gorgeous in comparison to the old blocky thing, um, has a LAN port, but that is replacing one of the USB ports, so if you care Yay. about that, then unlucky. Um, it's got an adjustable kickstand, which is absolutely head and shoulders above what the current. Oh, got. so massive! It looks much nicer than. Yeah, because like you can you can adjust it now the, as well, so it's not just like one little flappy thing at the back. Mm. Uh, I don't know what what they thought when they came up with that. It's mm. Not a good design. Yeah, but they've correct they've corrected that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, uh, did you guys have, a, have any initial thoughts on it when it got announced? You've heard my thoughts. No, you've heard <laughs> mine, yeah. Yeah, uh, a little bit disappointed not to hear that any of the internal stuff's not been yeah, It's improved. got the same specs. It's like, yeah. what? Like, I mean, there was obviously the rumours went around that, like, in docked mode, it would the output would be 4K, but it was like that got dropped or was lied about, I don't know. Um, well, it was all speculation, wasn't it? Let's face well, it. yeah. It, I think for a new model, it's, it is a bit disappointing to what Nintendo typically do when they bring out a sort of a new model of something. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, don't know whether it would be worth trading in sort of the old model for the new one or yeah. keep both. Well, I can imagine there'll be a few... Um, outlets that'll do that like game normally are pretty good with stuff like that where they'll let you trade in your hot, old hardware pay a bit of money and upgrade so yeah. um, oh yeah just to mention uh, the price of it 
is 309.99 in the UK. So a little bit more than the original Switch was, because I think that initially retailed at 279.99. So mm. a bit more money there. Um, now, while I was researching this um, this new console, um, I was looking at different outlets like Ferry and Argos, and I'm going to admit something to you both now. Um, the OLED switch slipped into my basket, and I've pre-ordered it. So, oh, um, yeah, slipped. Yeah, slipped, did it? It, it just happened. I, d I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, those clicks on those mouses, they, they have an all-time bite. You've you got know. to be vigilant when uh, that thing happens. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to get mine on release. But you, but you clicked the, the pre-order button as well. Yeah. So you, you, you misclicked about four times. Well, <laughs> yeah. more than that, because I had to put my yeah. address and everything in. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, just all filled with lights. It's like sleepwalking. That's it. Yeah. I just blacked out for five minutes and then I got a notification through on my phone saying that I pre ordered it. So, yeah, if that's oh, not what, what the heck. I might as well just carry on with it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm yeah, that, that pretty much ended my any interest in buying <laughs> If they were going to improve really? the specs, then I weren't going to get one. Well, saying that, you've not got a switch already, Mark, so there are a couple of compelling bits there. No, there isn't. <laughs> Ouch. Because it's not really an improvement. That's the thing. It's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, better screen, I would say it's marginal improvements. I, I can see it's got a few quality of life improvements, you know, with a stand and all that. But there's, there's Stand's the most important bit, Mark. Come on. There's definitely not enough to warrant me no no going for that right mm. we'll wait for the next switch yeah the super nintendo switch that's such a bad name but that would have fit this anyway oh it weren't super was it so i think at this stage we'll probably yeah <laughs> that's true um i think at this stage we'll probably be waiting until at least 2023 for a pro um, so. unfortunately or even a new console entirely because the Switch will have been out seven or eight years by then. Yeah, yeah I suppose. I suppose it depends on what kind of um, strategy Nintendo wants to move into kind of going forward. Because I think this one, keeping the sort of handheld slash kind of home console hybrids is probably the way to go for the future, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but they do definitely need to beef it up. Otherwise, they're going to lose those <coughs> party oh, titles. Sick. So, if you want to stop getting legacy editions of FIFA. Oh, I'm sick of it. Well, yeah, that's another story, isn't it? So, they're the reintroducing another legacy edition, aren't they? Is it for yeah. the fourth year running? They've done it since 2018? Ah, I think it will the, be, yeah. the, the caveat here is that they're also going to be doing it for the PC now. What, what a legacy PC version? Well, it's, well no, it's, well, it's, just, it's just going to be not... Because they've introduced this hyper-motion technology, haven't they? Yeah. For this new one. Was it something like it's like AI, machine learning, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it learns and, animations. and it, it takes animations and applies them to where they think they should be correctly. I don't know what this FIFA's going to be like. <laughs> the PC, on the PC, it's just not going to happen? No, they're not going to happen. It's just extraordinary. Oh, it's technically going to be a last-gen version. Right. So, so much for the like PC six. Master Race, then. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Well, apparently this is what, like, was it, was it any representative come out saying this is kind of what it might be like now for the PC because 
there's going to be stuff that can be done on consoles that PC just can't quite catch up to yet because of the whole SSD thing, especially for PS5. Mm. I, th- I thought everyone banged on saying PCs were so ultra-powerful. Ultra I think the vast majority of people are not in that space where they well, can afford it's, SSDs it's a, that quick. I think it is it, with the PC because there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a mass range of different specs that everyone's on. They can't, you know, if they want to, if they want to sell, uh, I suppose FIFA with a function that only the most high-end PCs can do, that they're not going to make as much money if they kind of dumb it down a bit and make it accessible to all specs. Or is anyone going to buy this? If it's the same game, there'll be people that'll buy it. I just think PC so, people actually, might be a yeah. little more. Now you say that because it's, it's FIFA in it and. Yeah, exactly. FIFA players and just buy it and waste all their money on Ultimate Team as well. We've still been pe- bloody paying for it on Switch, otherwise why would they keep on releasing Legacy Edition? Yeah, I want to know who these people are who keep buying that. Who keeps giving EA their money? <laughs> well, I think I've Four bought... Four years running on the Switch. I bought FIFA 19, the Legacy Edition for the Switch, just to see what it was like. And um, I bought... Was it like for free? It was on sale. So I didn't pay full price. Yeah, I think I paid about 15 quid for it. Oh, well, I wasn't paying a Legacy Edition full price. No, no. Sod that. That's the big insult. It's the full price. If it was a low, yeah, well, it's that's like it. It. It's 40, isn't If it? it was like 25 quid or something, then maybe you could argue. But 40 quid for FIFA Lite? No, I'm good. <laughs> that wasn't the only console announced, was it? It wasn't. not, no. So Valve... Surprise announced the Steam Deck. Hmm. This looks really interesting. Like when I started looking into it, it's, it looks a lot better than what I thought. This is what the Switch Pro should have been. Yeah. What's your thoughts on this, Matt? Because you're more of a PC gamer. Oh, please get Um, I think it looks. Um, I, I was surprised by it of how. How much you'd be able to get out of it? So I was looking at the specs, and they were saying it's like it's comparable. It's like a a gaming laptop that can can run like the latest AAA games. Mm. So that's always good news. Having you know some of the biggest titles on the go. It's always well, a. Said, oh, sorry. I was just it's always it's, it's always a, a nice option to have have a a PC equivalent of a Switch. Well, they said it's going to output 1.6 teraflops, so. That puts it kind of on par with the original PS4. So that's pretty astounding. Mm. For its price point as well. I think the I was looking at the the, the storage options that you've got. That might be a bit of an issue because um, I think the so um, I think the base model has 64 gigs, which you ain't getting cold you on that bad boy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think that'll cost around £349. And then they've got increased options of having a 250 gig SSD, uh, which will cost 459 And then the highest option they've got is a 512 gigabyte SSD at 569 Yeah. So you could probably get like two Call of Duty's on that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, for your 569 <laughs> you are getting a... Um, a- a glare-enhanced premium glass screen. Yeah. Um, and a few other bits and bobs. True. Like a, an exclusive virtual keyboard theme. Ooh. 
the thing is as well we've been sort of like essentially like a piecing hand um who said you can you can store other source of software on it like it's not a closed yeah. um it's not a closed system is, yeah so got youtube on the go <laughs> yeah you can install um well as matt said you can install other os's onto it so i'll be interested to see what we can actually get in terms of emulation on there because you can emulate pretty much anything up to last generation that could be that could be quite cool plus it's got all the mappable button options as well which is interesting so you've got the two mappable sections at the front of the console and then it looks like you got four at the back and then it's got mm. r1 r2 l1 l2 as well um so yeah just endless possibilities really yeah i do think there'll, there'll be some pc games that you'll probably not want to plan to go like i can imagine playing some like I don't know, StarCraft 2 or something. Yeah. And that'd be a bit difficult. I just like it as, as it being an excuse to play more PC games. Mm. Well, I yeah. Em. I don't play them enough. It'd be nice to have that in your hands. It's a bit of a chunky boy, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, it weighs mm. almost a pound. Yeah, I think, I think they said it's almost double the switch. Small mm. Does it? Mm. So you'll have big biceps by the time you've been using that for six months. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it was just in my bed. Just like cold. <laughs> yeah, that's you drop. That's the fall asleep and that too it face. Oh god. <laughs> Play it comes away with a black eye. What to you? No, nothing. I got punched down the stairs. Just got a scrap. I'm I too embarrassed to say steam deck yeah. wipe me in the face as was falling asleep. <laughs> thing is it'll it'll also it's got a it'll have a dock as well, I think. Mm. Um so it'll work fairly similar to the switch if you wanna hook it up to a screen. I can imagine paying pay, pay, please on it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, if you just do that, I just get a beer. <laughs> yeah, the, the dead mate. Excuse me. Look, they're not dead just yet. I played dead. my dead. Dead. They, they, got, they got revived recently, right? Dead. Go hey, on. everybody's comparing the Vita to the OLED Switch now because the Vita came out with an OLED screen. So it's gaining prominence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, has anyone seen when these are going to be available? Um, so uh, I've got the really I've got the UK type. So it's staggered depending on which model you'd want to um, like pre-order right. or what, what did they call it? They didn't say pre-order. They said it was um, reserved. Reserve. That's it. That's the one. Um, so for the for the base model, the one that's 349, um, you can expect that to be available in quarter one, 2022. This is UK. Um, the US are going to get it slightly earlier, so they'll get theirs in December, of as always. Um, and then the 459 medium version, um, you're going to get that Q2 2022. And then the high end one at 569 is going to be out in Q3. So you're going to be waiting up to nine months between the first model and the last model, which is a while. Hmm. But wonder why. Mm, well, there are well, there's still chip shortages happening in the world and stuff. So I can imagine. Yeah, no, I suppose. Yeah. It's difficult. I suppose the SSDs as well probably tricky to get hold of. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, with the dock functionality, you <clears> could <throat> possibly make an argument for the high-end version because you'd use that as your computer as well. Yeah, I could do. Get get 
get LeBron there? I am very tempted by this. Yeah. I mean, that's all going through. I'm the same as you, um, Mark. I don't really play, well, any PC game t- at all. I mean, there's some that I see that I think, oh, I'd love to play that. And, well, about six months ago, I did buy a gaming machine that it just gets used for podcasts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll stop. Pretty well spent, Ned. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Brilliant investment. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I'll probably look to pick one up. Depending on how it reviews, obviously. But yeah, it's just well. Apparently, scalpers are already on it now, don't they? Mm. Well, yeah. Where there's no, new stuff, there'll always be scalpers. Yeah. The age of the scalp. Did anyone see uh, see news of a uh, recent PlayStation advert that had to get removed mm. due to a very strange reason? Well, maybe not a strange reason, but. A silly one, shall we say? I've not heard. I've not heard of this, but I want to hear the silly no. reason. You know it is okay. So, so I've not actually watched the advert myself because I think he's already been taken down, down before. So, I got yeah. to see it. But just reading on um, the gaming article, uh, basically, so the advert starts with um, a father kind of going through like a bedtime story with his son, and. Um, it starts going on, going very kind of God of Warish ways, like oh, we we're going through the mountains and blah blah blah. Um, so once once the father's kind of done with uh, done with his son, all his son's fall asleep. He his father goes downstairs and he starts playing some God of War on his PS5. His PS5 though is showing upside down. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, or should I say, so when when you when you lay it on its side, the disc part is like the bottom left, isn't it? It's like the yeah. most bottom part. Yeah. In the advert, it was showing the other way around. It was actually in the top left, the uh, top right. Sorry. Um, and apparently, a lot of people spotted this on Twitter and made Sony aware, and they had to like, take the advert down because of like, how though? Because I thought you put the stand on the specific side. I don't know. Uh, I've seen the be... screenshot and it's the other way around, so I don't know how I've managed Both that. Constructed that is a noob. Can't it is, follow it's a clear Sony advert, so it's their own people. <laughs> I just say, funny. I say when I first got my PS5, hmm. I was putting my discs in. And I thought, but it's it's not reading it. It kept saying, "Oh, you're putting it the wrong way around." Yeah, oh, I did that as well. It seems unnatural like, because because I've got both the PS5 and the Xbox stood up next to each other. Mm. But you actually slipped them in the same way, the discs. Where well, I, was, I was thinking it was going to be the opposite way. Okay, yeah, because this you've you got to do it um, shiny side facing you, isn't it? Basically. No, no, no. <laughs> away from you. No, but when you put it in. When they stood up, it's the shiny side is to the right. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of depending on where you stand, I suppose for me it's facing me. I've added it into the chat so you can have a look. So, oh, you, you so from what you've it. said, Mark, this is the perfect PS5 for you, so you can put the discs in. Yeah, correctly. For you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it upside down. <laughs> I mean, surely they could have like the, the magic edit of like video editing. They could have flipped it over, surely. I don't know. Actually, Matt, you might be best placed to yeah. talk about that. <laughs> What would go into doing that? Would you have to do it for every frame, pretty much? Just blur it out. Well, you'd have to <laughs> blur, it like, <laughs> blur it out. Oh, yeah, let's market it and blur Just it blur out. Blur it. That'd be better. 
Um, I don't know. It's a difficult one because you've got kind of like the cables also at the back that's kind of protruding. Um, I don't know. I don't. Mm, that'd be a difficult one to try and correct. I think. And that's why they've just pulled it down because it would just be difficult to just edit and post like, oh, we're just gonna we just need to flip this, but could just remove the shot. <laughs> Anyway. just had it closed. Anyway, in other news, it seems like the Kojima-Microsoft deal is edging even closer. Even closer than last time? Well, according to Jeff Grubb on Venture Eats, uh, they've reached a key milestone and have signed a letter of intent whilst they are hashing out legal details between the parties. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't know anything else, but it's Kojima, isn't it? Everything's secretive, so... There's probably some, like, ink on the letter or something that you get to shine a light over yeah, to find something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you'll be light, yeah. Wonder what I got planned for the uh, Xbox then. Something weird, probably. I'm saying it must be big, because like, obviously Kajuba's had a history with, with Sony, so for Microsoft to be able to sway him sway, sway him to make something for the Xbox exclusive. Well, they might be wanting to do this horror he's been after wanting to do for quite a while. Because he was doing one and then it fell through, didn't it? Yeah. But not yeah. Silent Hill. No, no, no. Definitely wasn't Silent Hill. Because that's abandoned. No, it isn't. Uh-huh. Get it? It was abandoned, but then... Uh... <laughs> <sighs> right, do you guys play Titanfall? Online. Uh, play online? I did when we recently started getting back into it. I've not been back to it since. So basically, Titanfall players have become, like, really... Angry and frustrated. Is it reasonable. you? No. <laughs> Is it you? I've, I've never played it online. But um, they've become frustrated because the game is getting hacked. DDoS attacks and things like that. So people can't go into oh. servers and all that. So in retaliation, what's happened is that hackers have now hacked Apex Legends and inserted, like... Advertisements, like yeah, messages and for savetitanfall.com. So basically, it's like <laughs> they're, they're they're trying to... basically telling the devs to, pick, to yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. like because they're clearly not taking any interest in fixing Titanfall, but they're putting all their efforts into Apex yeah. Legends. So that's why they've done that. But it turns out there's only one to two people still working on Titanfall. Really? Yeah. Everyone wow. else is on Apex Legends. So I can understand their frustration. Well, that's where the money is at the end of the day, so... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, that's it, isn't it? It's like Titanfall 2's how old now? It's not well, I don't, well I, don't, I don't know if it's just Titanfall 2. It might be Titanfall the first one as well. Well, nothing's happening with the first one. Oh, sure. I don't... I don't would, would anyone be playing the first one still? I suppose they might still have the service up, so... But, but so, basically, the, the issues in Titanfall were, like, taking forever to get fixed or just weren't fixed. Yeah. But, the, but when the hacks happened in Apex Legends, they were fixed in a couple of hours. Oh, of course. Which kind of says it all, really. Well, you've just got to look at the player base, haven't you? Well, Apex well, is a live, uh, live service game as well. So yeah. So it'll live and die by the folks. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, yeah. There, there is a frustration, because I still I still don't think Titanfall 2 is um, an excellent first-person shooter, even online. I, think it's, um, I was surprised when I went back to it, just how, how easy it was to get back into, and how, how intuitive all the controls are. And how the game feels. So I see the frustration. Um, hackers be hacking, I suppose. 
Yeah, I don't agree with the method of how can he take picks legends, but I can understand yeah. the frustration with it. I mean, it's just like, how how do you get your point across? Does it oh, I kind of like that, though, because then... Um... It shows there is a following of it, and they, yeah. they're passionate, so... Yeah. Speaking of live services, though... Oh. Shall we move to Ubisoft? Oh. Did you hear about this? I think I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Assassin's Creed is going live service. Hmm. So if I think this was alluded to quite a few months ago, weren't it? I think there were rumours about it. Mm. But according to Jason Schreier, the gaming reporter, uh, apparently Ubisoft Montreal and Quebec will launch Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is expected around 2024 or maybe later. So they think it's some sort of like hub system. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it will work, but what's your thoughts on this? I actually had I've been thinking about this since uh, since I read about it. I actually think depending on how they do it, you're gonna say you're gonna like it, aren't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> thing is, right? So I, I can imagine, right? So they've got say they do some sort of Assassin's Creed massive open world thing, right? You you become an assassin. It's like I don't know, trading for Abstergo or something. You've got to be an assassin. Even though they're ten plus, um, and I don't know, you do you do missions. It's like it's, it's just it's just like an Assassin's Creed MMO basically. But I always thought um, when like some of my some of my favorite kind of gaming online moments was when Assassin's Creed first did like a an, uh, like a multiplayer, and it was all about kind of hide and seek. So like you had a target. Uh, everyone else in the, in the thing had a target, and you had to kill sort of your target before you got assassinated, basically. And I really enjoyed that game mode. I thought it was some of the more innovative stuff that Assassin's Creed's done, like how you can how you could hide and stuff. You, you could hide in the crowds while you like evading your own the stuff. And I thought, well, if they could implement that, but within this whole service of you've always got a target but you're like always being hunted as well it could potentially work Marcus immediately disagreeing because you don't like online playing but... what's the thing this is one of the few Ubisoft games which is actually single player and now they've thrown that away I don't I don't, I don't, I don't want other people in my game go away <laughs> get out of my game you people alright grandpa <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want all games to feel the same but they want it's it's not going to be the same, though, is it? Because every every live service has their own feel to them. Yeah, but they don't need to make this a live service. They've got enough other games that they, they encourage a lot of other people to be in. They don't have to well, do it to us. don't have their own live service, do they? So they need to have one. <laughs> it's a no for me. I'll, I'll wait unless I, can, unless I can just switch off other people. <laughs> just go away. Just have bots. Well, what if it's fairly similar, similar to something like how Destiny do it, where there's a hub that that's pretty much the only time you meet people, and then when you do this, your stuff, you do it solo, no one gets involved. That's that's a better idea. <laughs> Let's face it, come 2024, it's going to be Assassin's Creed Fortnite edition. That's what it's going to be. I would be happy if there was, if Assassin's Creed had some. You've sort got of like to you'll have to buy skin. Hundred so. player battle royale. You got to assassinate everyone. It's not once black flag skin. <laughs> you'd have to pay two quid for that. <laughs> Jump, jump into your ship, do a bit like Black Flag. 
Oh, this makes me a little bit more Oh, they're going to merge it all together into one big map. So you'll have certain sections for each of the games. So there'll be like a watery section for Black Flag where you can fast around with ships and stuff. Then you'll have like a, a Valhalla Nordic version. And then a load of like... If, if this sounds like Crystal Blaze like, again. If they could pull off like a world of Assassin's Creed where you could go to different cities around the world, I think that'd be pretty cool. I have the central hub as the Abstergo bit, and then all the other branching off stuff is the history stuff. Yeah. And you don't have to go back to the modern day in the game. Yeah, that that takes you away from the story, that that bit. I was like, what's going on here? It's like I was playing Black Flag and say, oh, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this. Mm. And then suddenly you just whisked away into this office building. I'm just like, what? Go away. No. (laughs) Who who are you? I don't care. Get me back to my ship. Yeah. Well, that bit wasn't good, but. Eventually, there's got to be a modern Assassin's Creed game, surely. Well, it's like in Origins. Assassin's Creed 3000. In Origins, it was the same. It's like, oh, I'm this woman in this cave. So, why? Take me back to Egypt time. Well, you've got to play as someone, otherwise... No! You've got to make sense of the story. Why are you suddenly in Egypt? The thing is, no. I think this is the problem with Assassin's Creed to begin with, is that it shouldn't be this link between modern and history. It should be separate games. That just yeah, yeah I, I agree with that because it does break the immersion. So like if I if I want to be in Egypt, I'll be in Egypt. If I want to be, I'm like I'm completely opposite to you guys. It's like that was that was the reason why I suddenly got into Assassin's Creed, the first one. Because all I saw was this story bits and bought, and I weren't interested. But as soon as I heard there was like a sci-fi, like modern element to it, wow, I'm suddenly interested. I don't know why it's linked. Mm. Anywho. Well, we'll see how that goes anyway. 2024, that's quite a bit of time away. Yeah, it's yeah, well away. got so. three years. Well, 2024. I've got a couple of Assassin's Creed to go so. before we get there. I was going to say, that's a surprisingly long time until another Assassin's Creed game. Based on how, sure, they, how they, they pick them out. Sweden, I imagine. Do you think? Yeah. Well, they've, they've slowly stopped pumping them out, haven't they? Because like, there was a point where we had we got to... Well, it was more like every two uni, years. Uni. It was like Uni, Syndicate... And then it was like, right, we need to take a break. We took a year break. Then we got Origins. Then we got um, Odyssey. Odyssey a year later. Did they take a little bit of break in between Valhalla? Or was it then? I think they took a bit, yeah. They took a little bit of break and then it was Valhalla. And now they're like, oh, we're doing a second year of content for Valhalla. So now obviously it's well, not. This, I think this is the thing is they're dragging out Valhalla. I think mm. maybe until this. Although I'm saying that, that's quite a few years. <laughs> I don't know how much you can get out of Valhalla without making it feel stale, but okay. Oh, well, the games manage it, don't they? Let's make their games feel stale. (laughs) Yes, I've got a bit of Stadia news. Um, So, basically what Google have decided to do is um, split the Stadia Pro fee that they get from whoever's playing Stadia. Um with the developers, so they're going to be getting 70% of that fee and paid to them as long as they put their games on as free-to-play for pro members. And the way it's going to work is they'll get um, a portion of that money depending on how often people log on to the game within a month. So if you log on every day that month, then the developer gets more money than if you played it twice. And this deal has been signed until 2023, so 
Sadia is here to stay. Dear. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> it's not going to last that long. I was just going to help for like single player games though, like because when they come out, they're popular for about like maybe the first month and then they die down. They're not going to continue getting the money after that, are they? Well, well, it's if they want to put it on as free to play. If they don't choose to, they can oh, sell it still. So, but it's a different program they can sign up to. So if they put their game on for the pro account as free to play, then that's when they get this kickback depending on how often um, certain players log in. But you can see like certain games putting like reward systems in place. Like for example, um, like Red Dead or something, you know where you got to do like daily tasks to get certain things and to mm-hmm. keep like a streak going. You can see some games using that as like an incentive to get people on so that they get the money. But yeah, I suppose we'll see how that goes. But, so right, right here, he's saying before 2023, Stadia is going to be dead. Hoping so. Hoping so. Well, we don't hope anything dies. But I'm telling you, it's going to be on Google. I don't know, most Google you. ideas are just too ambitious. As Born I said before, I'm tempted just to buy one just so I can look at it and go. Uh-huh. Apparently, the controller is pretty nice. So um, well, it probably is. It looks nice. Yeah, it may well be. <laughs> but when you don't put anything unique on it, what do you expect? Well, true. It's not, it's not going to work, is it? <laughs> I still can't believe they closed all the first part of studios. That's just like what? Oh, That's really bad PR, guys. Uh, what do we need? Uh, we need a unique selling point. Close the studios. Get rid of them. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Funny enough, relating to that actually, um, I was reading something about Netflix kind of doing the opposite. They're actually hiring people for their own studio because they can start creating their own games. Yeah, they got uh, Mike um, Verdu involved. That was it, wasn't they? it? Yeah, I remember they like, hired like, a pretty big name in the industry. It's like, cool. Yeah, so they've got him in as vice president of game development. So, because they're going to be looking to add like games into the streaming <coughs> service at no extra cost. So, be interesting to see what they do. They're going to make games based off their game adapt- <laughs> adaptions. That's it. Castlevania. Based off of all we're we're going to make like, The what? Witcher 4. It's making sense, more sense now of why they've been doing all these gaming programs now, though, isn't it? Mm. You know, shows and films. Mm. Well, they've got quite a lot of Sonic content. Speaking of, actually, they mm. announced a new one uh, quite recently. Actually, another, another game adaptation. Uh, this time based on uh, the game series Monster Hunter. So it's going to be uh, it's a 3D animation. Uh, it's called Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild. Uh, there's already a trailer out for it, and it already looks better than the live action one. So, Well, there was <laughs> a live action was... film, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so there was a live action film, but there's nothing to do with Netflix. So Netflix is now doing a 3D animation adaptation on it. Right. Um. It looks to actually be based on a character that is in some of the games, from what I recall. Apparently, someone mentioned. Basically, there's a young sort of guy called Aiden who's a hunter, who, and then something happens with the village, like an elder dragon comes along and is threatening to destroy it. So he needs to do. He needs to go on a journey to help fight off, basically. Um, which already sounds like a better story than U.S. Marines get caught into a 
dimension into a world then then start somehow being able to fight dragons because that's that the live action that's the film that was live action one i've not seen it yet but the premise is us well i'm not watching that that sounds crap it sounds well, like every other like it just sounds so game, generic game to film adaptation they always end up sticking marines in there somewhere yeah there's always something like u.s soldiers getting but why why like the, stop with like, the u.s soldiers it's like the doom film that's a similar sort of thing i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that at least doom was cheesy so you could laugh at it that's true um i do appreciate the first person stuff that he did though that was kind of cool but mm-hmm. um so yeah, so this uh, this free animation for Lanzano is actually coming out on the twelfth of August, which is very very surprisingly soon. Mm, yeah, less than a month. Mm. I'll look forward to it. So has anybody seen? Um, well, Cyberpunk's being put back on the PlayStation Store, it and it's doing surprisingly well. So since it's coming back onto the store, it's actually number one in sales in Europe, the US, and Canada. I think it was for so, June, wasn't it? Like yeah, that's right. Yeah. Game for PlayStation June. Mm. It's, it's quite a journey. Incredible. Quite a journey for this game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've not heard like reviews since it came back up, so I assume it must be better because I've not heard anybody complaining all that much. Well, since. yeah. Well, I've heard from a couple of people that have played on PS5, and there is still bugs in there, but there's nothing game breaking from when they well, played it i think i think the ps5 so version was all right through. to begin with weren't it really yeah. yeah it was just like the base ps4 yeah, and base xbox models consoles. yeah i mean I, I really want to play it i do like the look of it a lot but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, i've got to wait for that upgrade i've got to i'm doing the same as you i've like i've not touched it since playing it that little bit and they're like right yeah. now i want the i want the, the real like the the proper proper version. version yeah i played yeah. like the first three hours when I first got it on, okay, PS, on the PS4 Pro, <laughs> which played all right then. I never came across any issues, but then I just like, it was just as I was about to re, you know, go out into the big city, I thought, nope, I'll just stop now before I end up ruining my experience. Yeah. But no, at least it's something to look forward to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. And they, they just um, done an upgrade for um, Witcher 3 as well, I believe. Or is that coming? Has that come out? I think. I, I don't, don't know, know if that's out already out, but I know I know what you mean. They're doing an upgrade for it to for the next gen consoles. Aren't yeah, cause I've still not played that. But yeah, I I need to get back into The Witcher Three. It's just. It's well, you've got to wait until that now, though. Well, that's it now. Now I'm gonna wait for, like I'm doing for the Jedi Fallen Order as well. Wait for that upgrade to come out so I can experience it. Experience the spiders and full 4K mm-hmm. glory. Yep. Oh yeah. So uh, over the last two weeks, there was the event that happened. That's called Summer Games Done Quick. Ah yes. Uh, I think I, don't know, I think Margie for it. Um, maybe not as close as I do. Although yeah. I've, I've seen I completely before. missed it this uh, <laughs> this year. Didn't realise it'd come and gone. Um, but it, it always seems to do quite well uh, in being able to raise money for charity. And this year. Apparently managed to reach a total of two point eight million dollars. Nice. Which is around two million pounds in uh, in the UK. In uh, real money. In real money. <laughs> in proper money. Uh, the charity that it was raised for was the Doctors Without Borders one, which is always a very nice charity. Um, be able to get 
you know, medical supplies to countries that obviously desperately need them in times of need. So, so it's good. Um, from what I've read, apparently there's two two of the speed runs that there were the highlights. Was there's one on. Um, have you guys ever played GeoGuessr? Not played it. I know what it is though. Yeah. So um, basically, the it's, it's a bit like so you get like a map of like Google Maps, and the game will put you like straight on a road somewhere in the world, and you have to guess as close as kind of like where you are basically. Yeah. Um, and it's quite fun. Like you can start moving down the roads and that start working out, but obviously like the further you go, like the less score you get and stuff. Um, so apparently this guy got like quite, I don't know if he got quite near perfect score, but it was like a good highlight gone. Um, apparently another another one that they highlighted as well was um, two guys were doing a speed run sort of contest on, I think it was Pokemon Black and White. Hmm. Uh, don't know how you speed run Pokemon quickly, but <laughs> uh, apparently between them and the race, it came down to like the last five seconds. Wow. So sounds like it could be a pretty good, pretty good watch. <laughs> Do you know yeah. how long it took? I'm just curious, that's all. I don't know if I can find the time. I know the, the Geo Guess one, I think it was some like 31 minutes and 31 seconds. Um, Black and white. Three hours, 19 minutes, 23 seconds. That's quite wow. impressive for a Pokemon game. I, Definitely. I, sp- I normally spend like at least 78 hours plus before I complete it. So. Yeah. I can shave, remember when I played shave Pokemon Shave a whole like, 9% off. I don't know how you do that. But <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all about Pokemon that you pick. And basically yeah. just... There'll be loopholes you can find. Because you don't have to face every single like trainer and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That's good. Um, so apparently the next like the next speed running event is going to be an all female one, um, which is going to be take place on the fifteenth to twenty first of August this year. So I'm sure that'll be one to look forward to. Right, got a bit of a I don't know how to really call this piece of news. I suppose interesting but also not surprising. Um, so uh, the the SBU, which stands for Security Service of Ukraine. Don't ask me where the B goes, because it's non-existent. Uh, <laughs> recently announced that it shut down a cryptocurrency farm that they'd found in a warehouse that reportedly contained around 3,800 PS4 Slims. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. they were running mm. those PS4s to mine the crypto. Yeah. Right. Uh, could you guess what they were mining? Dogecoin. No. Think Bitcoin. a little bit more gamer related. V bucks. No. <laughs> Close. It's um, something like that. Cod points. No. GTA money. No. So I just put you out of your misery. Yeah, go on. I give up on that. So uh, apparently each. Each PS4 contained accounts uh, that contained a lot of in-game currency for the game FIFA Ultimate Team. Uh, <laughs> I knew that. I was going to say it in the back of my head. There. <laughs> I just th- I thought to myself, they could you know, you know, you know these accounts that we used to buy, Niffin? I mean, we didn't used to buy, Niffin. <laughs> <laughs> right. The way that you've got to say it is the account that my next-door neighbour used to buy used and to buy showed me. <laughs> Those scoundrels used to spend £200 a month on the, that money. 
Oh, dear, it was funny. So, yeah, so apparently each each PS4 Slim and potentially a PS4 Pros, apparently some people might have seen in the screenshots that uh, the Ukraine service took, um, each had, I don't know if it was just one account or, like, various accounts, but they all contained, like, accounts of um, a PS4 profile, or Sony profile, I should say, with FIFA um, account that had so much... FIFA points, I suppose, that you can obviously buy through various legal methods. Um, <laughs> but it's just crazy. They had this massive warehouse, just had it. Um, apparently, they also found um, more than. Hello. Oh, is that the. Oh, sorry. David just posted the image, I think he just found, <laughs> of, the, uh, of the farm. It's crazy. Uh, they also found apparently more than 500 video graphics cards in the warehouse, uh, 50 processors, um, other items, uh, apparently one thing, there was there was a draft documentation of electricity consumption, which I can imagine in that warehouse probably takes a, a fair bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's not your three-bedroom semi, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just nuts. There's, there's, there's things like this out there in I just, I wouldn't imagine. Well, I say I'll imagine. It's, I mean, you still, you see, you hear the stuff like in China where they do well, similar stuff with mining on World of Warcraft or something like that. I mean, to be honest, I always wondered where they got the coins from. And I never imagined yeah. they were just massive farms like this, just farming. I think, I think your mate's involved. <laughs> yeah. Hard to ask. It could be. I'll go around <laughs> after this. Yeah. Find out. Have you, have you got a warehouse farm? I will give them one thing. The arrangement of the Cat5 cables is absolutely gorgeous. They've done a good job there. Like They've yeah, probably got proper networking stuff there. in there. Looks a lot better than what's currently on my PC. So, <laughs> but Yeah, I was, I was surprised. It's really biased, but also not shocked. Um, and then I've just got a quick... I've got a quick section that I'm just going to call What's Been Delayed Now. So, welcome to that's what's been delayed, yeah, now. Been delayed, delayed now. So, I've, I've found over the last two weeks games that have been unfortunately delayed. I'll list, I'll, I'll, I'll list them off pretty quickly. So, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, that has unfortunately been delayed to early 2022. Um, Resident Evil Reverse, strangely, mm. a game that was meant to come out at the same time as Resident Evil Village, then was coming out a few months after Village. Will now not be coming out until 2022 as well. Which what's your worries. thoughts on that? Because I don't did they do like a um, um I don't want to yeah, say trial. They, they the... did a couple. They did like um, a couple of betas obviously before yeah, Village right. came out. And I think um, a lot of reports have come out that um, the game is fun, but like the the connection needs work. Or like right. there's a lot of bugs and stuff in it but the overall sense is that it, it could be a fun game but stuff needed working yeah um unfortunately i didn't get around to play it myself even though i, I think i did install a bit but i just didn't get around to it but i was this now being delayed until next year kind of worries me for it do you not think uh, it'll be better well i hope it'll be better i hope it'll be a, a fun experience to play and that maybe maybe content wise it could maybe that's where the delay I don't know, but Maybe. I suppose we'll see. We'll see once we find out a little bit more, I suppose, next year. 
couple of soft tiles got delayed. So we've got Rainbow Six Extraction has now been delayed until January of 2022. Um, and Riders Republic has been delayed only a month. Um, I think it was from September to the 28th of October this year. Which I think we saw, was you, you sort of called that, didn't you, a little bit, I think. Yeah. Well, think how, how it kind of is all looking. Um, yeah. At least for Rise of Republic, I think it was. And the last game that's been unfortunately delayed into next year is Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Oh, no. Gosh, there's plenty of Warhammer fans out there. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Just Nathan isn't one of them. Yeah, Nathan. <laughs> so we want to what we play then? Yeah, oh, why not? Go on, Matthew. Oh, Leave God. the charge. Leave the charge. Uh, right. Uh, I've not been playing a lot this uh, this time around. Um, well, I suppose that's not technically true. I've been playing a lot, just not a lot of variety, I should say. Um, so. Uh, at least PC-wise, I've uh, been continuing playing a lot of Wreckfest. Um, just enjoying destroying cars and corner bombing other people, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> Look at that on PS, because that one PS Plus, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was, it was PS Plus with a, with a yeah. PS5 free upgrade to it as well, I think. I've still not played that. I have to get on that. I'll have to get around to it. I don't know how active it is on consoles, but at least on PC, there's still like a good amount of um, servers you can get involved into. So yeah, um, there's like the, the ones that me and my friend play. There's like, different degrees of rules that like the mods have made. So like there's there's one where you got race fairly cleanish, like don't deliberately spin people or but race nicely. But then there's there's others that will join where it's like full on just yeah you can just kill that good man. <laughs> Just, just absolutely die bomb on the corner and wipe them out. It's fine. So, yeah, that's fun. So it's fun. Uh, one game that I've absolutely been addicted to since going back to now is Fallout 76. Um, mm. I don't know. Uh, the, I feel like the the recent sort of updates to it and like the big content that was the Wastelanders um, that brought the NPCs kind of back into the world have, has actually made the game feel like a normal fallout game for me again and of like surprisingly i think i've enjoyed this more than i have fallout 4 um purely because fallout 4 is there's a lot of like try not to spoil too much of it but there's a lot of settlements that you help build and you can like build uh you know defenses for and then and farms and that whatnot you know give them the resources that that pe- they will bring npcs to them and then they can live fairly safe and whatnot but like while you're then like doing say you on like a main quest main you're just exploring some you suddenly get alerts like oh the salmon's being attacked like do something and i'm like i'm i'm trying to like do a bin quite wide stop no <laughs> <laughs> i don't care they can defend them for themselves i'm sure and so it kind of ruins the experience a little bit for me. Whereas in this one, it's kind of just, you don't have those settlements. Like you build your own camp, you build what you want for yourself and it'll help others as well. Other like people that are in the game can then visit your camp and do stuff in it as well um, and not destroy the camp. Oh, that was going to be my first well, question. You can, you can go rogue and be a bit, I will ruin your life sort of thing. But um, then you, your target for like everyone else who's like, oh, this guy's got a warrant now. He's like, 
I can get many caps from them, I'll just go and kill. Um, which has happened to me quite a few, a couple of times where like, I accidentally done something in someone's camp that's like put a warrant on me. I'm like, I didn't mean to do that. And then some random guy in a jetpack comes flying in, headshots me and teabags me and then flies off. Like, cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Sounds you know. great. Um, well, but I mean, overall, like, it feels like a proper fallout for me again. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I need to make a new camp at some point. I need to find like, a proper place for it. Because I've just got this rubbish camp cabin thing at the moment. It serves its purpose. The only other game that I've also been playing this week, which is new, that uh, came out roughly about a week ago, uh, it was Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Um, and this is this is fairly faithful to like the first game that's on the 3DS, um, where it's... <coughs> It's you take Monster Hunter and make it very Pokemonish, basically, where you can you can battle monsters with your monsters, um, go into dens, get sort of monster eggs, and hatch new monsters to help level up and stuff. And uh, and each monster has like their own sort of ability within like the overworld that you play in. So like some can jump, others can search for um, materials they need um, to help craft better items and whatnot uh and the story is quite um intriguing as well essentially like something's happened to this guardian monster that's like set it off and you've got a and you're like the grandson of a famous rider that used to um look after this monster so like you've got to go off and like basically find out what's happened basically although it looks like there might be some sort of conflict between like what what the game would call riders, so they're like they tame the monsters and that. And then there's the hunters, so like the normal, you know, people who would hunt the monsters and kill them and stuff. Um, but so far, it's, it's it's got an intriguing story. I'm I'm liking it. Um, graphically, it's very it's it's nice to look at. You know, it's very cartoonish, but feels a little bit more grown up compared to the original game. Um, and like the corp stuff as well. You can do corp now. You can do like cop um team moves as well which looks really nice as well so yeah looking forward to playing a lot more of that when we get around to it the only last thing that i want to show off because i like being a little bit of a show off is well no, we know it, it. yeah <laughs> is is a little segment that i'll take from nathan is what have i bought um, so i've not played it yet uh, i need to get around to it if i ever get off fallout 76 but this friday uh, if I sneak into shot, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. But not just that, I bought the Steelbook edition, so I don't know if you'll be able to see that. Oh, very nice. It doesn't deflect too much. What else came with it? There's a little, got a little pouch thing that's got a key ring in. So that was all that, and then I also divulged and, and, and got this little thing as well. Oh, you got the Joy-Cons as well. So, these are the um, Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Cons. So Have you taken them out of the packet yet? No. What's themed about them? Has it got symbols on it? Yeah, it's symbols. Um, it's just the design from the game, basically, the Joy-Cons. But I decided um, I wanted them. So. <laughs> yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. So, what about you, Mark? Like you, I've not played all that much. 
But I played a very relaxing game. Actually, I should played it's both relaxing games. Uh, I played Abzu. Abzu. Oh, that so sounds... this this is the debut title of Giant Squid, and I believe you've been playing their follow up to this, haven't you? Uh, the Pathless Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is that Pathless was their follow up to this game. Uh, basically, it's just a relaxing tale of a diver exploring the uh, the ocean and you journey through these open water cabins and ancient ruins. Mm. Quite colourful, uh, calm and serene. It shares a lot of similarities with Journey. It, it feels very much like Journey. Mm-hmm. So if you like Journey, play this. To be quite honest, when this first came out, I actually thought it was the follow-up to Journey. It was <laughs> their game. Yeah, but it is. It isn't. It's it's giant squid. But it turns out it's got uh, got one of the same game artists as Journey. Ah, uh, that makes sense. And he's also the director of the game. And it's also oh, got uh, <laughs> it's also got the same it's also got the same composer from Journey as well. Ah, right. Oh, so it's got a very similar music. Yeah. So uh, there's a there is it, it does feel very much like Journey. It's about two hours long. If you want something quite calming, play it. <laughs> but um, throughout the levels as you go through, there's like these meditation points. So you sit on this like statue under the sea, and you can just observe the marine life. Oh wow! It, it, and you just you can scroll through them all, and it, it tells you what they are. You know, in case you want to learn about biology, things like that. But yeah, it's good. And I played one more game that you've both played. I mentioned on this pod before, and it was a game. Straight to my heart. House Flipper. Yes. House Flipper. So I jump onto this. So you start in this like dilapidated shack, don't you? Yeah, that's yep. like your little office. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Basically, you're living like a slob by the looks of it. <laughs> it's just a hellhole. And then you take jobs like DIY, decoration and cleaning tasks from your clients through your PC, don't you? And there's just mm. something really calming about it. Something quite relaxing about it, about yeah. just, just cleaning things up, just making things look nice. Yeah. Then you, your, you could, your own house has fallen apart around you, but yeah, it's all right. It's yeah, on real house. <laughs> yeah, it's just satisfying going to like these like absolute wrecks of a house mm. and then just making it look brand spanking new. Yeah, there was one one moment that confused me is that the, in one house they said, Oh, can you fix these two electrical outlets in my house? Oh, I like, think but, I know which one you're yeah. about. Yeah, it's like you know, when you go into each room, it tells you what tasks need to be done in that room, doesn't yeah. It? And then I went into like this, this uh, living room and it's saying fix the two electrical outlets. I'm like, well, there's an outlet there. I went over to it and it's just like, wouldn't it show me a prompt or anything? So I'm like, what's what's crack here? Why, yeah. why won't you let me fix it? And then eventually I found out you have to pull all furniture yeah, out, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I had one where it was like it was in the kitchen and uh, like there was two of them. And I, I saw one of them immediately. It was like, obviously the... It, it looks rusted and and, yeah. and stuff. So, you know, like, okay, I need to replace this one. But for the life of me, I just couldn't find the second one. I was going around the house. I'm like, is it a different room? Is it glitched? Yeah. And I realized, I don't know if you've got, I think I had like a, an upgrade for like, do you like uh, the mini map so you can see? Yeah, what needs to be The different done. rooms you can see like where the dirt is and whatnot. Yeah, I've got, I've got a few upgrades, yeah. Yeah, I figured I figured out using it. It was like it was telling me it was in like this corner where like the fridge was, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna move the fridge and then yeah. I'll do it." It's the thing is, then you don't have to move the fridge back; you can just leave it. It's like, oh well, <laughs> yeah, just leave it in the middle of the room. <laughs> That's how yeah, I found you it. never wanted that, do it. <laughs> yeah, 
You didn't pay me to move the fridge back. Yeah. <laughs> what? Go on. I was just going to say, like, for you guys, what's the worst task? I always hated painting. So, like, when I start getting extra points, I put it all on painting so I could do it super quick. Yeah. Um, the painting just, just takes a while. I like yeah. painting, but, yeah, it takes a while. So that's fun. I'll tell you the ultimate satisfaction, though, is that when you buy the exact correct size painting yes. that covers the walls, that's that's perfection. <laughs> but there's one, there was one where um, <coughs> the, the, the instruction was to paint, it was some ab- ab- aberith colour or something. I don't know. It's like a pink. Oh, yeah. Gold purple or whatever. It was like a pur- yeah, purple. And then also grey. Mm. I'm just thinking. What you want me to paint a specific wall grey, one this pinkish colour, or mm, is it set yeah, wall? Is it set walls yeah. that I'm supposed to do pink and grey, or I don't know. So every time I painted one strip, I'm looking at the percentage and see if it increases. Yeah, but there seems to be no logic to it. It's just like it seems to be you can either paint them all grey or all pink. I I didn't understand the logic, but I just did two walls pink, two walls grey. I just hope that's satisfied, <laughs> but it did. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking it. It's oh, I really like cleaning the windows. I like that. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, like the little, uh, that's really satisfying. It's like a racing car, so I'm like yeah. drifting around like a oh, steamer. Yeah, it's like yeah. someone just going up and down. Other times I like just go around the outside and work my way in. Yeah, that's it. Makes it feel like one of those there. window cleaners, like yeah. do on the outside. You're just like, yeah. Ur, ur, ur. Yep. <laughs> Don't like mopping. That takes a bit too long. I, I think I need to upgrade the mopping. Switch yeah. love. Yeah, the, I feel, there's there's some as well. They're like in ridiculously hard yeah. to reach places. Yeah, and it's just like I, I can't see where this dirt is. It's just yeah. So sometimes it's if it's against. You do need that map sometimes. Yeah. Have you well. sold anything by accident that you shouldn't yet? No, I've not done that. I I've been a bit trigger happy with the sale gun, and I've sold like somebody's bed by accident before. <laughs> You're <laughs> sleeping on the floor now. <laughs> live on the floor now. I don't know whether I mentioned this when I was talk- talking about it on the earlier pod, but um, what I did is sold someone's desk by accident and ended up buying a kid's desk in its place. <laughs> I thought, oh, this will be okay. End up being a kid's That'd desk. Right. Oh, I came across that um, the, the guy you didn't like, Nathan. You know, oh, the one that says, oh, uh, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. pay you unless it's done to my specification. But, but, I, but I did it. I went and did, did everything because I just wanted his money. Yeah. It's like, give me your money. Just make a profit off it. You will eventually. Yeah, yeah. Have, no. you, uh, have you tried to do up a, a separate house yourself and sell one? No, not as of yet. No. Mm-hmm. I've not quite got enough money to buy a uh, house yet. I've done a couple of house flips on mine. Um, it's it's really good. Like Once you've done it up and you get to the point where you can start selling it, because certain buyers like ask for certain things to be done to like, mm-hmm. push the value up, and mm-hmm. then... If they give you an offer, you can barter with them as well. So you can say, I want an extra five grand on top of what it's worth. And then there's a bit of haggling that goes on. So, yeah, it's, it's good. I know there's an upgrade for negotiations, isn't there? Mm, yeah, I think that's yeah. what I have. Because at the moment, I'm doing the, um, you know, the increased pay for you for your jobs. Yeah. That's the first thing I'm going with. It's like, give me all that cash. That's it. That's dollar, dollar. Cash. If you started... Um, Sorting like your little office space out at all? Is it still uh, a bit of a? Uh, I did a dump? bit of cleaning. I got rid of all the junk that was laying around. Bit of cleaning. Yeah. That's all about it, really. Though. Like this, that's no. I've, I've not tried to improve. Oh, I've, I put a radiator in. 
that's it. Oh, nice one. Oh, oh, at least you've been a freeze. The, and the towel radiator as well. Yeah. Right. Apart from that, it's still a hellhole. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not improved on really. It's, it's, it doesn't see any point to it doing it up. I mean, how much can you sell that for? Well, I don't know, but it's, I don't it's think nice to, to work it, in a good it? space. I don't know. I don't, I, because I've not sold a property yet. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Is there, is there a point to buying like a new property and using that as your office? If there is, I've not got there yet. Oh, okay. So say like obviously you can buy new houses, so you can sort of like keep them as your own. Sort so, of property. so so when you buy a property, you don't automatically move then. I'm guessing. No. You don't, it's just like you end up with two properties. Yeah. So yeah. You can go Until to you decide, and then do what you need to do to get it into a saleable. Um, but you can decide to move your office to that other property. No. Not as far as I know, anyway. I'm not sure. So your office know. is always the chat then. I thought you could, I thought you could move it. I think I th- no, I think you can. I think you can assign different properties. It's like your office. I'll have a look into. Sure anyway, anyway, that's what I've been playing, and I really like that. In fact, later today I'm going to go back on that. See what I can do. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Really, I like these like there's no time constraints, no. I say it's there because there's no time restraints. You yeah, don't feel no, pressure to like do there's everything. No nasty, there's no nasty things in the game. No. Although, well, apparently there's cockroaches. Well, but, there are cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. but I can, I can deal with that. Uh, yeah, good. Really enjoy that. What have you been playing, Nathan? Um, so before I get into what I've been playing, um, I just want to go through something that I've been reading. Um, so. Oh, <laughs> changing all the... That's it. It's not currently playing. It's currently buying, currently reading, currently watching. Um, anyway, yeah. So knock my mic. So, I'll be reading a book called Asky Water. Um, so, um, oh yeah, Satoru Water was the fourth CEO and president of Nintendo. And um, a couple of months ago now, um, a book was released about him. Um, and it's just got excerpts about his life and general business advice and things like that. So yeah. I'm about halfway through it now. Um, really enjoying it so far. So it starts from when he was um, fairly young at school, uh, like programming using a scientific calculator to make games and things, um, which is one of the inspirations for the game in Watch, because that's how he got his his, um, his start in programming, let's say. Um, and then it goes through... Um, it's got like little stories like so for example in 1978 um a department store opened where he lived and he couldn't afford a, a computer because at that time they were really expensive so he went to the store and used their computers like every single day and started making a few friends there and and he learned that way before he ended up going to university um and then after that he um he went to go and work at hal laboratory uh, making games for the Famicom um, the Japanese version of the um, Nintendo Entertainment System and um, eventually he became president of HAL um, but when he became president he had 1.5 billion yen of debt to have to try and sort out so it just goes through how he interacted with like the banks uh, and he was he just sat down with everybody that they owed money to and said we will pay this back um, and eventually they did and he got the company into a good position. Um, and then it talks more about his time at Nintendo, um, where he was a developer, uh, and then eventually became president. Um, and it goes through like a lot of stories about the development of like the Nintendo DS and the Wii, 
um, which is fairly interesting because it does talk about the development process of games, um, which is fairly close to the development of any software, really. Uh, there's a lot of generals in there, which is um, transferable to my my own work life. Um, but so far, it's just really nice to like listen to stories from him because um, unfortunately, he did he did die on the 11th of July 2015. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a really really nice book with some really good life and and business advice. Um, and there's a um, a quote at the back which I I really love. Um, so it says um, on my business card, I'm a corporate president. In my mind, I'm a game developer, but in my heart, I'm a gamer. So yeah, that was really nice. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting that finished. Um, so what I've been playing. Um, so I got nostalgic um, about a few days ago um, because when I was um, about 10, 11 years old, I used to play a game called Extreme G Racing. Now, I'm not sure if anybody's played this before, um, but it's pretty much Wipeout with motorbikes. Um, this is the um, the cover for it. Um, so it, so it, came <laughs> out with, it came out for the N64, um, GameCube and PS2. Um, and... Yeah, so you you basically choose your character. You've got a bike, um, and then you can, in between races, you can upgrade it. So you can upgrade the engine to make it go faster. You can upgrade your shields and your weapons, so you can like destroy people um, as they're racing. And that that it's it's a fairly basic game to be honest in terms of its mechanics, but it's just really fun because um, you've got to try and destroy people, win the race, try not to get destroyed yourself, while if you do go top speed, you can like smash into corners and things and blow yourself up. So there's that that you've got to try and contend against. Mm. Um, so, yeah, been playing that. Um, and I've been playing quite a bit of Fortnite recently as well. So I've been playing a bit of trios. Um, so me and Lisa <laughs> and Connor have been playing that. We actually managed to win a game, which was fun. Um, so, yeah, that's been going well. Um, but bar that, I've not been playing anything else, really. It's been been to be honest, I've been busy doing other things, um, but I've been on a bit of an install spree. So cool. I've got Fallout 76 installed now, so ready to go with that. Um, I've installed Skyrim on the Xbox Series X, um, and I don't know whether this is a good thing or not. I've installed Resident Evil 7, so we'll see if Ooh. I can survive that. Because um, from what you said of Resident Evil Village, Matt, it's made me want to um, get into it a bit. So I thought I'll try seven, see how I get on, and then um, if if that goes well, I'll I'll buy Village. So, so yeah. I think I think you'll get into seven better than you did the original game, the Orig- Origins once. Mm. You'll you well, you'll understand what you'll need to do a little bit better. Yeah, that's good. Rather than just pushing the zombie over and running off, thinking I killed it. <laughs> I, sh- I should have told you how to start that properly. But... No, you shouldn't. You are the hardest. I should know, Matt. I should know. Advice is, is never a bad thing. Yeah, true. Well, unless it's bad advice, but anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it, really. Shall we move on to the Video Game Hall of Fame? Yes, oh, yes. yes. We'll bring this back. We missed it mm. last week. Yeah. Uh, so this is where we take an in-depth look at a game of high quality or historical importance and induct it into our pantheon of games we feel deserve special recognition. And inducting this episode was released in 1994 for the SNES Developed by Rare and published by Nintendo, 
it's Donkey Kong Country. What an absolute classic. So the premise is um, Donkey Kong has like like a a banana horde horde or vault, I suppose. Um, And I think um, two of K. Carole's like gremlins get in and and steal it. Um, But then they also like... um, they take Diddy as well and like get him into a barrel and run off. And Cranky Kong, the the old Kong who is so f- referenced in Lois potentially being the Donkey Kong in in um, in the original game, the one where you played Jumpman, mm. who's not famous at all. Um, never, heard of him. never. No, I don't know who his real name is. Smoking with M, potentially Italian. Uh, so he's referenced that he might be like the old Kong. He's but Cranky apparently shouts at Donkey, who's like still asleep. They're like, "This thing's happened. Why are you sleeping? Go, go fetch Diddy back." And then that's just kind of how the game starts. But I don't think it's ever kind of referenced why um, King Carol's doing this, or K Carol should say. Like I think he's just doing it because he's a bad person. <laughs> As with most Sometimes. games. Just bad people. As it was, you know. He's a lot more fun in the 64 game. He's, he's definitely a little bit more cruel in that game. Great. Hey. So, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the premise of, of uh, Donkey Kong. Now, my first exposure with this game wasn't actually the SNES version, I'm going to admit. <gasps> I know. I know. Um, so I'll start with like a little story. Um first once so upon a time. once upon a time in 2001 um basically um my first game boy that i had was a game boy advanced so i'd never had a game boy or a game boy color and um so my dad found one in the ad mag who remembers that um <laughs> and we went to go to their house and we bought oh. a, a game boy advanced <laughs> and a donkey Kong country for the game boy color um, yeah. For £70, which I think was an absolute bargain at the time. Um, it was probably nicked, but anyway, <laughs> we'll skirt over that. <laughs> Fell off back on Lois. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because that was my only Game Boy game that I had at the time, I played the heck out of it. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, I never completed it because, personally, I'm not that good at platforming games. Um, I've never completed Sonic or any any. Oh super, oh, super Mario Brothers as well. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, never completed a platforming game. But I got a, f- a fair way through, I'd say, for for a, a nine-year-old Nathan. I did okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. Kind of forced to enjoy it because it's the only game that I had at the time before I got <laughs> forced Pokemon. Forced to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I got Pokemon Yellow. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Enjoyed it all the same, and I'll, I'll love it up until today. Um, yeah. Uh, Matt, what was your first um, time like playing Donkey Kong Country? Ooh, um, probably back around, I think, must have been about 97, 98 or something like that. But um, we, we, had it for, we had it for the SNES um, back in my home. And uh, I just remember the game being um, very difficult. Uh, probably one of the more difficult platforming games, like compared to some like Mario or Sonic. Um, 
Mm. Um, but a good variety as well. Like uh, I love the, I just love so like the the three D um, look to it, like the feel to it. Yeah. Because uh, like just not realizing, just looking at a bit of a um, bit of trivia about it, is that it was actually the first game to use pre-rendered sprites, creating sort of the three D effects for it. So mm. that's that was surprising to me as well. Does look I mean, nice. For nineteen ninety four, it does look really advanced for its time. Yeah. No, graphically, it's it's very. Uh, it, it really stands out, like compared to everything at the time. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, music was was catchy. It was always fun. Didn't didn't like the the underwater um, levels because oh, for some reason they were, they were quite. This. I don't know. They were quite scary for some reason. There was, oh, it was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a scary atmosphere to them. I'll be honest. Uh, I think the Donkey Kong Country underwater levels are the best underwater levels in gaming. It's usually the crap in every game. Yeah. You, well, well, for I, me. When I first yeah. got into the first underwater game, I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to find like air pockets and hold mm. my breath. But it's free roam. You don't have to worry about that. And it doesn't stress me out. I can relax. Um, I mean, you do. It is a bit floaty, but I think you've mm. got enough control to be able to get through the level and know what you're doing. Yeah. No, I, I'd agree with that. I think at least in, for, for a platform, I think the underwater levels are designed very well. Um, there was just the, the whole kind of atmos- atmosphere to it, where it was like the music was quite a little unnerving. Mm. Um, the octopus enemies would, I don't know, for some reason they they, they freaked me out. Was that like the, oh, the, like the purple the ones balls? Where they, like, they were spinning. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they were always in certain sections where I used to be like quite anxious about mm. when, to, when to go forward or when to like pull back and forth. Yeah, I tend to just wait for him to go past them, follow him round, mm. just so I had as much time as yeah, possible. Yeah. No, but the whole game was was designed really well. I was, I was, I think my favorite levels are always like the minecart levels. Yeah, they were always fun. They, they were sometimes they were tricky, but they were always quite fun to play. Yeah, that's one thing that was good about um, Donkey Kong Country. All the different like, um, I wouldn't say like vehicles, but like animals you could ride as well. Do you know? Like the rhino, yeah, no, they were good, yeah. Swordfish yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, they were I think. Was my favorite. I I probably said the swordfish was probably my favorite. Mm. Um, always looked happy when you when you spiked. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've come for blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, I've I've played it again recently because well I ended up getting the SNES version which is here. Hey. Um, and I've also got it in Japanese. Funnily enough. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How can we get um, Japanese? Well, I, I got the Japanese version first because it was a lot cheaper than the PAL version. And I've got a um, something that I can convert the, um, oh, the language. Super Famicom games so oh. I can play them on my SNES. So I'm like, yeah, I'll buy the Japanese version because it's, well, three times cheaper, if that makes any sense. So instead of paying 30 quid, I paid 10 for the Japanese version. Mm. But yeah, um, a couple of years down the line after that, I, I got this copy, um, which I'm really happy to have. But yeah, so um, I have played it a lot more recently. Um, going into it, the overworld looks like crap. I'm not going to lie. But when you get into oh, the what? game itself, it's, it is absolutely fantastic. The overworld's um, nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> each of their own on that one, I think. Um, but yeah, I like how you can get like three different saves as well. Because I started a new save because I've I've got one that's at about fifty eight percent, and then mm. I just started a new one. Um, so that was nice, definitely for like the early to mid nineties being able to do that. Because um, I I don't think you had too much of an option until we got to maybe like PS one in terms of saves. Well, mm. the SNES bit as well but yeah so that was good but yeah i um when i played it more recently i just fell in love with it again um but my play style i played it like i was playing the sonic the hedgehog game so i was trying to get through it as quickly as possible and i'm like right Nathan, you need to take a step. yeah that's it pretty much Got and i was just fast. falling down pits all the time because it was catching me out because i would try i was just jumping down pits and i'm like right i've got to take a step back stop yep. and then say right what's in front of me so there's an enemy there, I'll need to jump over them, stop for a bit, get onto like the end of a ledge, jump onto um, some rope and get across. Um, so there is a bit more in terms of thinking about what's ahead of you and what yeah. you need to do to get past the enemy, which is which is good. Mm. Um, another interesting thing about the game was you could play as Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong as you go through the level. Um, mm. Did you have a preference, Matt? Um, mine was probably Diddy Kong. A mm, bit, bit quicker, weren't they? Quicker. Um, I, I liked his like kind of forward momentum attack better as well, where he's like somersaulting across yeah. the screen, and that was better. Um, I don't know. He had like a little kind of a bit of like a cheeky personality as well. I don't know. Mm. Kind of got that from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good that you could switch um, depending on which one you wanted to use um, mm. freely, um, and they also acted as like a life as well. So if you got hit by an enemy, you lost either Diddy or Donkey, depending on which one you were yeah, using. You used that time. Um, but as you go through, you can find these like DK um, like barrels, and if you destroy one, then you get whichever one yeah, you, you get, lost like, back. The so, back. Yeah. yeah. And then um, if you die, you are, you go back to the overworld, or you either start the level again, or if you find one of the um, sparkling barrels, I call them, and then it creates mm. like a save point within the level so you can continue from there, which is good. But yeah, just I, I think it's graphically it's it was a bit ahead of its time. Um in terms of the gameplay, it's really solid. And the music is absolutely iconic. Um as you go through the levels. It's great. Just a just a fantastic game. There's not there's not much well, apart from the overworld for me, looking rubbish. There's not too much as Matt rolls his eyes. <sighs> uh, there's not too much. There's nothing bad I can say about it personally. No, I think um, I think there's there a, a right level of difficulty as you kind of as you go through. Mm-hmm. You start learning kind of levels. Start uh, having like a, a pattern to them. So like you know, um, maybe the first levels the enemies are quite sparse between, but then as you get on, the enemies a little bit more close together. You can like. Um, combo kind of jumps onto them to get to high ledges to find secrets and stuff yeah um there's was, there's was also through like each level because like you had the um you had the kong level uh, the kong letters i should say yeah throughout each level you, know, you get like i can't remember if you got uh was that an extra life or it was like um was it an extra life or is it like a a bonus room. No, I think there was there's some barrels you can get into that go into like bonus rooms. Yeah, there was bonus room barrels. I um, think it was the extra life if you found Kong. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. But it was good. I 
there's a lot of variety to it. Um, all levels, like each level, there's you wouldn't find each level same or similar. I should yeah. say there, there's a lot of variety to them. Um, the enemies are always fun, um, although those bees can do one. Oh yeah, uh, the bees. So I hate the bees. They're just you couldn't you couldn't jump on them really. Well, that's it. You had to get over um, them, didn't you, in order to? Yeah. So you got to time what you do properly, otherwise they're going to get you. Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, there's like I just, there's a lot of variety to the game. Um, I don't think I could I could say a bad word about it other than the final boss being absolute. Yes, because um, <laughs> like unlike Nathan, I I have complete uh, Donkey Kong Country. Well, and... there's a difference between me and you, Matt. You're good at games, so. Oh no, I think you give yourself a little discredit there. Stop uh... being modest, Mister Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've not played a game in a while, right? So shut up. Uh... Platinum Donkey Kong Country, if it ever came out on. <laughs> Look, if the Switch ever did achievements, I'd be all over. But yeah, the the final boss was quite difficult because there's a there is a pattern to him, but um, it's, it it does start getting difficult. And I like there's there's actually like a false a false finish to the boss as well. Mm. It's like you you think you defeat them and then like sort of like like the cell brain stops, the music stops, and he just stands up and then he's like an, an extreme version of what you've just done. It's like Jesus Christ, why? Why would you do this? But yeah, overall, um, very fun game, solidly made. Graphically, even to this day, I think it's a really good-looking game. Oh yeah, it does hold up. Um, yeah, and I'd I'd recommend anyone if they if they've got SNES or even uh, Super I, Famicom or a Super yeah. Famicom or a Game Boy um, Color, Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance. Or I think it's even probably on the Switch online. I'd have to have a check to play it and then sequels as well sequels is, is just as good as well i think i think i prefer i don't know if I prefer Donkey Kong country 2 or 3 over this because they they introduce um so the second one you've got diddy and dixie i think is it dixie i think it's dixie kong um who's like supposedly the girlfriend of, of diddy as you try and rescue donkey kong from cake rule but she she controls similar to diddy but she introduces like a, a hover mechanic which is pretty cool as well oh with the so make, yeah so it makes the levels a little bit more difficult but also different to traverse as well depending on how you play so mm. no absolutely absolutely love donkey kong and um yeah would would absolutely recommend anyone to play if you never played it top tier platformer yeah, definitely, 100%. Well, there you have it, Donkey Kong Country into the Video Game Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in the next time we release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye, Nana. Bye-bye.